Today we have Adam Hoots on with us and he is the owner of Construction Egg Solutions. And wow, those three words together really say a lot, don't they? Oh yeah. He's going to talk a little bit about some things that he's involved in. Even though he's the owner of Construction Egg Solutions, he is involved in a lot of programs that are making a big difference around the country and he's an excellent consultant and a big advocate, not only for men, but for women in the industries um, that have non-traditional roles. Hey everyone, welcome to the Women Talk Construction Podcast, where we discuss women in construction and other non-typical careers. My name is Christy Powell, and I'm with my co-host, Angela Gardner. Thanks for joining us today. So Adam, tell us a little bit about Construction Egg Solutions and and the organizations that you are part of or leading. Absolutely, Miss Christy. Well, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure to be here with you and Miss Angela. I am huge fans of Women Talk Construction. I, I just <laughs> love, I, I think there's 21, 22 episodes out there. I might be one behind, but I, I'm a huge fan of the show. I love what you're doing. And the message is spreading wide and far, and it's very much needed. So thank you for doing that. Uh, I know how much of a, a painful task it can be kind of a labor of love. And so it's very much a thankless job, but it is very much appreciated. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Absolutely. Uh, again, well-deserved. But as you said, I'm Adam Hoots, uh, Construction Ink Solutions. I started my construction journey as a plumber. I quickly realized that that was not for me. Uh, I went and got a degree in public and cultural communications and found myself working for a top 10 ENR contractor, uh, building clean rooms, labs, life sciences, kind of higher tech projects all throughout the nation. And, and so I did that for 15 years, settled down, kids kind of getting growing up a little bit, joined DPR construction here in Greenville. From there, I uh, joined Langston. You know, we've uh, helped create the Skilled Trades Alliance. Actually, Miss Angela was one of the co-founders with us. So <laughs> super proud of that. Uh, excited to hook her and bring her back here hopefully soon. I didn't uh, know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Angela's one of the OGs when it comes to the Skilled Trades Alliance. She Very was uh, cool. one of the founding <laughs> founding members. So um, super exciting there. I'm also the, the voice of uh, the Lean Builders Hoots on the Ground with No Bullshito podcast. Love it. Uh, we have a good time. We we have fun with some of the lean terms and, and how we can apply them in construction and help help make people's lives better. Uh, as you said, construction is a very painful process to many, and there are some things that are just really simple solutions that we can apply when when we stop, you know, pause and reflect. When we get outside our comfort zone, when we develop new capabilities, we're able to uh, really take that next step to help make work a little bit easier for people. And so. That's what it's all about, you know, removing waste and variance and making sure that we've got a solid plan that we're executing on the day. That's awesome. I know you had a workshop not long ago in South Carolina. Tell us a little bit about what those folks learned that day. You said that uh, when you walk away from that workshop, you would be able to have action items to keep moving. Yeah. So a great question. I love it. So what we did, is, you know, first and foremost, we built trust, right? Because you cannot learn anything. You cannot apply any of these tools without building trust. And, and so right there in that room, in that environment, it was a real time, real life. How do we build trust on job sites? And so certainly some tricks of the trade there to be able to facilitate that. 
But then we also learned about, you know, 5S and 8-Ways, which are two uh, Japanese lean manufacturing principles that transition very well into construction. Um, we also talked about daily huddles, how we visualize things. We started to get into some of the last planner and roadblock management and things like that that we do. Uh, we only had four hours, so we kept it really, really tight. Of course, we did a little bit of a plus delta, uh, which is what we do at the end of any lean event when we're trying to uh, understand what added value and what did not add value so that we can do more of or do less of some things. Um, and so, yeah, we had we had a great time. It was a four-hour workshop. We did it at the Think Tank Brewery in downtown Greenville, and folks got a book, a copy of The Lean Builder. Sorry, I got my stack of awesome books over here. Mm-hmm. Folks got a uh, copy of the Lean Builder and a beer, and and really it was just an informal environment where somebody could learn a little bit about uh, what is lean construction because we are very, very behind in the South uh, with regards to spreading lean and respect for people and and respect for process and understanding how do we bridge those two with trust. Uh, And so that's really what the workshop was about to try and help unveil and help folks uncover what exactly is lean construction. So when you say bridging those two, you're talking about people and lean construction, right? People and processes. Is that correct? That's exactly it. And that's that's the reason behind the logo, besides it being such a cool bridge in downtown Greenville. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's my role as a coach, right? And I prefer the word coach over consultant. Mm, good point. Because I am bridging, you know, people to a process or, or process to a people, depending on which side of the scale you weigh heavy on. Are your construction projects creating aches and pains in your life? Contact Construction Ache Solutions for new ways to engage your people and build team capabilities. We introduce lean manufacturing principles into the construction industry in order to remove burden and unevenness on the workers. Contact us now for your free 30-minute discovery call at www.constructionachesolutions.com. So I know that you and I had a couple of conversations about there's some dilemmas around what do you put first, people or processes. I know that people is yours. I'd love to hear why. Why is people over processes with you? Some folks like me, I think processes are important to make people first. So I would just love to hear your ideas on that. Yeah. And I've actually gone teetered back and forth. Miss Jen Lacey, who y'all recently had on the show, uh, really kind of put more of the balance on people for me because without people, processes don't work. Mm. And, And I mean, think about it, you know, without people... There is no RFI, pro- like what is, what's going to happen if you have a request for information? Well, first, who's even going to have it? I mean, <laughs> what's the question? So everything centers around the people we've got yeah. in this day and age when we're lacking the people on the job, when we don't take into account, you know, how they're feeling, you know, what's what's going on in their life outside of the job site. I mean, um, these things are, are big deals, right? Mental health and construction is uh, at an all time worst. Like it's terrible. Some of the statistics out there will just are eye dropping. And so we really, really got to focus on our people. I think we've lacked it for so long. And that's the other thing is I think uh, at least from a lean mindset, we've been very much heavy on process for the last 20 years. Like everybody, when, when somebody right. thinks of lean construction, automatically they say pool planning and it's like, no, 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 no. Time out. 
When I go to do a pool planning session or implement the last planner system, I always, the same way, I start with trust. I say, hey, you know, how is, how is the day going? Or tell me something I don't know about you. Or, you know, what should we know? Like, there are so many questions that need to be asked and get to know people on a deeper level than just focusing on process. So it, it all starts with people. And if, if you don't have a tr the trust built with people, the process will fail every single time. I guarantee it. Excellent point of view. Yeah. Adam, when you have these workshops, do you help them with some of these questions, you know, to ask their team members to build that trust? Absolutely. Okay. So we go through what's called the art of questioning. Okay. And, you know, there's two different ways to ask a question. You can ask via yeah. being just inquisitive. Like, I'm just curious and I really want to know the answer to this question. Or I could kind of be advocating for something. And so... You know, it can be an open-ended question or a closed-ended question. And so being very specific and intentional about our questions can unveil so much information. Yes. And there's always a next question, too. If you're listening with the right intentions um, mm -hmm. with, and to the right detail, you're going to come up with the next question. Just like y'all are, like, nailing <laughs> me with the next question, right? Because you're listening to my response and you care about the words that are coming out of my mouth. You're able to just engage and say, Hey, dig a little deeper on that. And that's trust. It's like, okay, I'm being heard right now. I'm being valued. They're listening and they want to know more. So yeah, you could teach it all day long, Miss Angela. You got it down pat. She does. She <laughs> does. Well, that's great to know because it really is a great thing to, to come and hear that. Now, I assume you're going to have more of these workshops, right? In Greenville? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So definitely put those on our forum for the event. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do one on August 4th. Uh, that's going to be the next one at the Think okay. Tank Brewery again. And then we're also starting to partner with uh, ABC, the Carolinas. Nice. I love them. We're going to take it on a little bit of a road tour and we're going to hit kind of where they serve throughout the Carolinas and we're going to have a good time really focused in on the trade partners and not so much on the GCs, but the trade partners are who can really benefit the most from understanding, you know, how we can apply these principles. And so I think that's going to be the target audience and making sure that we're making a difference in the people who are actually doing the physical labor work. I, I awesome. love that. I loved you visiting our office at Hill Electric and yeah. sharing with us the things that I didn't even realize. You shed light on the fact that we are following some of these. And of course, I know that we value our people like every, even the processes, but I think it was awesome that you came out and looked at it. I hope you do more of that around the area for trades. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, it, I think it was much deeper than just the respect for people side, although it was very clear with just, you know, the fun and, and the, the laughter that was all going on in the office and the trust that was there, but also having your mission and your goals and your revenue, like just right there on the wall, your profit sharing program for everybody in the world to see, like those things are irreplaceable when you're, 100% transparent with your employees. And that, again, we're talking about building trust, right? Like what is the ultimate way to build trust? It's to be transparent, to be vulnerable, to be 100% authentically yourself. And that's both for you as a person and as a company. And y'all are nailing it. And then the 5S that you have going on out there and the organization, <laughs> the cleanliness. I mean, again, the the management of the warehouse, like everything was Again, there's always room for improvement, but I'll tell you right now, just because you don't call it lean doesn't mean you're not doing it. Perfect. That is Thank so you. awesome. Yes. <laughs> and I feel the same way about Hill Electric and how they support Women Talk Construction and 
they're a family owned business and they really do care about the community. So it's great to hear that. I didn't know that about Hill. So you just (laughs) educated me, Adam. (laughs) I will warn you though. The ultimate measure of being lean is, did you change something and are you better the next time when I come there? And so expect that question when I come back. Okay, cool. Well, actually, I was already talking to Trey yesterday and he's saying how it needs to be cleaner (laughs) or something like that. That's always. So, um, okay, we're going to change it up a little bit. And now we're going to talk specifically about one of the areas that you've been, you know, focusing on lately. And that would be Skill Trades Alliance. Yes. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, so I'm super excited and I think you know a ton about it. Again, uh, we're going to do everything I can to kind of put you on the spot and coerce you back into the team here. Um, we could really use your leadership. Angela. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> but so the Skill Trades Alliance, I mean, we've been around for five years now, I believe. Yeah. Um, and it all started with that ride and decide program when we were all sitting in the room with me and you and Ms. I remember Connie. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long time ago, but we realized that hey, you know, there is a shortage of skilled trade workers. In fact, not just the workers, but the knowledge surrounding how do I even get into the skilled trades? What is a skilled trade? And so, STA really we exist to allow folks to have as much pride in their career as they do in their work. And so when, you know, folks are going out there and they're running conduit or pipe, you know, they're always like, Hey, look at that. It's got perfect nineties over to the box and it looks so beautiful. Right. But when they go home and somebody asks them what they do for a living, it's like, Oh, I'm an electrician or I'm in construction. (laughs) It's no, like I'm in construction and you should see the way that I run this conduit. It's beautiful. Like, Yes. Uh, society just doesn't value skilled trade workers. And, and so as an organization, that's what we're trying to shed light on. There are a ton of amazing uh, workforce programs that are going on nationwide, like bring back the trades or rock the trades or uh, construction ready. Like all of these are tools and Tierra, like all of these are amazing programs and we didn't want to take away from or add to. So we just want to highlight. And, yes. I think that's great. Yeah. And it's working. I mean, it, it's working. You know, we've got folks like Christy and yourself who are really helping to drive things. I mean, even, you know, women talk construction and the women construction forum, like those ways are, that's ways that we're highlighting the workforce and the need for the skilled trade workers. And and so that's what it's all about. It's about the worker. It's, it's about making sure that they're valued by society and appreciated by all people. I love it. I do too. Skilled Trades Alliance exists to engage, educate, equip, encourage, and empower a sustainable construction skilled trades workforce. We aim to advance the cultural landscape, to drive respect to the skilled trades professionals, and to unify and strengthen skilled trades workforce development initiatives. Their vision is to create a unified and respected culture within the construction industry, where industry professionals have the same pride in their careers as they do with their work. Thank you for what you do for our community, Skilled Trades Alliance. So I've got a deep question for you. Oh boy. And and I'm going to take a different gear here, but I really do care about your perspective on, you know, just how to get along and build trust, right? I love that. And that really seems to be in the forefront of your mind. So when you have a group of folks that are together and you have a few people on the team that are not on the same page, you know, moving the needle forward, 
maybe they're negative, maybe they're self-focused, maybe they, all they care about is building their business. How do you handle those people when you are trying to make a big difference, which you are, and you see that some of those folks have come along for the ride, maybe for not the same reason, you know, maybe their focus isn't on people, maybe their focus is on themselves, or like I said, you know, just building their business or what have you. How do you, how do you handle that when you start to see some ripples of dissension start happening? Yeah, I get it all the time, believe it or not. When when you're a change agent and you're trying to introduce change to teams, um, you get some folks who are resistant and kind of don't want the change because they've been successful for a long time and they've done things their way. And it, why should they change? Well, I think in those moments, as I'm facilitating, I really got to look internal first. I really got to look and say, why Am I not able to speak the value of what I'm offering to this person? Like, how do they not see what I'm offering? And so it's always this first internal check. It's looking at myself. Do I really know my topic that I'm even talking about? Because if I don't, then maybe I can't explain it well enough for them to understand. And if, if I, that checks off, maybe there's other people that are learning it in, in the same audience. And these people are still being just, you know, like a fish that just won't come in. There's something called Napoleon's Law of Thirds. Have you heard of this? I haven't. No. Napoleon, you know, the great leader, general commander back in the day, um, he had this law of thirds where his army was made up of what he realized was a third of people who were bought in and just got the mission and believed and were like willing to do what it takes. There were a third of people kind of in the middle on the fence. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, depending on what kind of day it was. And there were a third of people, the people that were just like detractors and wouldn't buy in no matter what. And so that's the third that you're talking about. And what our natural tendency to do as leaders is to, you know, flock to these people and say, well, why, like, why won't you buy in or why won't you believe or what's going on? Like, and, and try and cater to them. Well, essentially what we're doing in those scenarios is rewarding bad behavior because we're rewarding them with our attention mm. right? and the people who are the third who are bought in are seeing that, okay, well, if I don't buy in, I get that person's attention. And so the, the goal, right, Napoleon discovered when I put all my attention on the third of people who are bought in and who are believers, what ends up happening is about half of that middle third comes over and then half of the third that are detractors comes to the middle ground. And then you're left with like a fifth or a sixth of the people that you just ignore and they go away and they do their own thing. And so as inhumane as it sounds, uh, I, I always start with myself, but in the end, I focus on the people who are doing it right, who are seeing results, who are believing in it, and who are willing to spread the mission further and further, because you know, in the end, that's who is really benefiting from what we have going on. So I hope I answered the question. That was just perfect. It, it really yes, was. I agree. Yeah. Focus on the people who are progressing the mission. Exactly. The rest will take care of itself for the most part, other than you doing your own self-reflection, right? And making sure that you've done all the things that you're supposed to do properly. You've tried to build trust with those folks and it just didn't work. And when you see that that didn't work, then you just move forward with those people that are believers and want to continue to progress the mission. Yeah. And let's face it, just personality wise, we're not going to get along with every single other person in this world. And that's okay. It they is. can go get along with somebody else who gets along with them. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. So another question for you, how do you think that construction companies could do a better job of hiring women? 
That's a fantastic question. My, my initial thought says hire women that are closer to the work. You know, let's not be okay with justifying that, hey, just because, you know, our accountant is a female, that that's adding or making a difference. It is. Don't get me wrong. Like, I hope I don't get a bunch of hate mail from female <laughs> <Accountants>. construction <laughs> you know, CFOs, but we've got to get women closer to the work. There's a different vibe when females are on the job site. There's more comfort. There's more calm. It's hard It's hard to even describe, but it's definitely a real thing. And so mm-hmm. getting women on the job site, right, again, in these places where questions can be asked, where details cannot be missed, I think that's important and not being okay with just, you know, like the front office staff is piled full of females in construction, but yet the workers are not females in construction. I I think there's some intentional focus that can be placed there. But overall, again, I will compliment the industry and it's because of folks like y'all that are really making a difference and challenging the industry to step their game up and, and get more women involved. And so I think they say over the last 10 years, there's been a 2% increase. Uh, I think that's OSHA's. I think it's gone from like 9 to 11% somewhere in there of our workforce. I, I'm sure you know this stat. Yes. What is it? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, You're right on. But yeah, it is changing. It is happening. It's just not at the rate that I think some of us want to see. So, or at the level that I think some of us would like to see. So a second question of that is, Adam, once you get the women How do you retain the women? What's your suggestion about that? Listen to them here. Like, how do we retain anybody? It's it's listening to what bothers them, listening to what their aches and pains are. Again, going all the way back to the initial statement, construction, ache solutions. We have a ton of aches and pains in the business. And if we don't listen to people and, and understand what those are, then we can never solve them. And so it's, hey, I understand that being a female in this industry is not comfortable. Why? Why is it not comfortable? Let's have those uncomfortable conversations. But then more importantly, let's not just talk about it. Let's do something about it. Because if we just talk about it, it becomes worse. It's like now you know about it and you're still not doing anything. So I think from a retainment standpoint, it's listening to the folks, making sure that we understand what kind of an environment can they thrive in the best. And then creating that environment for them to thrive as best as humanly possible. And so it's a very simple equation of just ask the question, you know, how do you work best? And then let's do our best to accommodate that and put them in that position to develop a psychologically safe environment where anything can be said, anything can be experimented with so that we can get better and improve constantly. Yeah, I think that those conversations are avoided typically. And so everybody just needs to build trust, right? Just like what you said, so that they don't have to avoid those conversations. Yeah. And I don't think it's, you know, it's not just avoided with women in construction. It's avoided with just skilled trade workers in general. Right. Right. They don't talk about home. They don't talk about the fun. They, you know, they, they really just come to work, do their thing, try to get through the day. And that's what it feels like some days, right? I just got to make it through this day and go home. So yeah, that, that is a great perspective. Thank you so much for everything that you've talked to us about. We could talk for hours and we definitely want to have you back on again. There's some other subject I think that would be really good for our listeners to hear. And um, we haven't really come up with the name yet, but we have a series getting ready to start where we are going to focus on the conversation for men 
you know, specifically for men to hear if they want to hire more women or they want to retain more women in their organizations. Don't hear, just listen. Right. That's, that's good. Well, listen and action, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Listen and action. That's what you said. I'm listening. So thank you everyone for listening today. If you have not met Adam Hoots, he is amazing. Definitely read his book, The Lean Builder. Joe and Keon, got a shout out to them. That's yeah. They wrote that book. Ah, very cool. Um, it's really good. Don't forget about August the 4th, where he's going to have another workshop. And that's going to be at the Think Tank Brewery. And uh, Adam, will that be virtual and in person or just in person? Now, just in person right now. We've had requests for virtual, but not going again. Building that trust is so important and we do that so much better in person. That is so true. I've really enjoyed getting back in person. And I apologize for my rough uh, voice getting over COVID has not been easy. But thank you again, Adam and the Skill Trades Alliance. I'm so thankful that I get to be on the board with you. I get to learn from you and hear some amazing wisdom from all the leaders that are involved in that. And hopefully we can get Angela on board as well. So audience, if you think that Angela should be involved with the Skilled Trades Alliance, please let us know so that we can encourage her to get back on. This was not scripted. So it was not on our petition. (laughs) She is pretty amazing. That's why we want her on. So Thank you all again, and we're going to wrap up. See you next time. Thank you, Adam. Thank you all. Y'all are amazing. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Talk Construction podcast with your hosts, Christy Powell and Angela Gardner. See you next time.